You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. It's so good to be back. So good to be back. For those who mightn't be aware, last weekend we had our first church camp in so long. And it was so good. But it's good to be back all together as a whole church family this morning. And just so you feel like you know what happened and some of the fun that was had, let's check out this video this morning. So much fun. We had so much fun at CYC. And again, a very big thanks to everyone and all everyone who attended, because it wouldn't have been that camp if you weren't there. So thank you for coming along. We had so much fun. Who thinks we should do it again in a couple of years? All right, the eyes have it. Let's do it. So the theme for our camp this year was We Are Family. And if you're wondering what Ray and Cam were dancing to, that is the exact song that they were dancing to in that video. And we did. We, we danced to that a few times over the course of the weekend. Who remembers? Who, who were the artists who, who performed that song? Anyone? Well done. Here it goes. I can hear it somewhere. There it is. Oh, that's disappointing. Didn't even get a chance to dance. Here we go. Let's do it. Come on. All right, that's enough. <laughs> well done. So um, 
this was our theme on camp on the weekend. And, uh, you know, maybe some of you are kind of, you've missed out, but now you haven't because you got to have a chance along with us. So how about we, I just wanted, I just felt led and even from things that were prayed this morning, really interesting. It seems like God wants this to be said again, not just last weekend, but, but reinforced for all of us. So we're all on the same page as a church community around this theme. We are family. So how about we just pray and then we'll invite God to, to speak to us. Let's pray. Loving God, we thank you that as was said before, that you are our father. You are our father. We are children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. What an incredible privilege that is. And so God, we pray that as as we look at this, as we reflect on this, as we're reminded of this, even afresh, God, this morning, we pray that you would really stir our hearts, that you would help us to see the wonder of the news that we are sisters and brothers united together with one common thing, that being you, Jesus, faith in Jesus Christ. So we praise you, God, and we pray that you would speak and guide and encourage and challenge us, stir us, Lord, to embrace our part in your beautiful design of family, because we are family. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So you might be thinking, well, why did we go with this theme of we are family? Well, got another video for you to check out. Let's have a look at this. Our father, good, good father, and we're all his sons and daughters. We are brothers, we are sisters, we are family. We can always stick together, though we're different from each other. We are brothers, we are sisters, we are family. We're God's family, loving and honoring. We're not perfect, but you'll see that we are family. God's family, loving and honoring. We're not perfect, but you'll see that we are family. God loves me and God loves you. In his family, there is room for our brothers, for our sisters. We are family. Let's forgive and get along. Cause together we are strong. We are brothers, we are sisters, we are family. We're God's family, loving and honoring. We're not perfect, but you'll see that we are family. We're God's family, loving and honoring. We're not perfect, but you'll see that we are family. But you'll see that we are family We're God's family Loving and honoring We're not perfect But you'll see that we are family I love that song It's a, it's a catchy one It's one we should, we should introduce Just like Ask, Seek, Knock 
I reckon the kids could come up with some good actions to that. And for me, there's, there's so much truth in this song. And this is what I love about Kids Min and resources like that from Kids Spring Children's Ministry is that they, they so succinctly and simply explain such a, a big concept in just a matter of a couple of verses and a chorus. And, and it helps us, or at least it helps me, to better understand God's heart when I can hear it communicated like that. And it's this beautiful truth, isn't it, that it shares. It's, it's this, if we love Jesus, even though we're all different, because we are, we're all different in this room. We are all members of God's family. Together, we are God's family. John explains in John chapter 1, 6 to 13, that Jesus made the way for all, of, all people to become children of God. And the reality is, you know, some people say, well, everyone's a child of God. No, not everyone. Those who've placed their faith in Jesus are called children of God. Others are created in God's image, in the image of God. But until we place our faith in Jesus, we are not called children of God. Here's what John writes. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. That's the Apostle John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Friends, here's the reality. You and I, if we have placed our faith in Jesus Christ today, we have been born again. That's what it means to be born again. I remember chatting when I was a mechanic back in the day, and my boss said to me, you're not one of those weirdo born-again Christians, are you? And at the time, I wasn't quite equipped with the right answer to come back straight away because I was pretty young in my faith. But, you know, it is a weird concept. But this is, this is how John explains it really clearly. We are born again spiritually through faith in Jesus Christ. I won't say what he said maybe you have to do to be born again. But that's all it is. That's the reality. If we place our faith in Jesus Christ, we are spiritually born again into a life with Christ. We become children of God. And in that passage... John talks about how the light appeared, Jesus appeared to his own people and they did not receive him. And we we see that in scripture, don't we? He came and the Jews, they disregarded him. They, They handed him over to be persecuted. But because we have received him, we've been welcomed in to God's own family. We're daughters and sons of God. And that's true for those who have believed. And I want to encourage anyone who's here or watching online, if this has not yet been your decision, if you have not yet chosen to place your faith in Jesus Christ, I encourage you, make that decision today. Choose to follow him today. This can be your experience too. You can be born again, not in some weird way, but in a beautiful way where you place your faith in Jesus and are welcomed into his family and are empowered to live the abundant life with Jesus Christ. There's nothing better. So do that today, I encourage you. 
You see, God's heart has always been for man to exist in intimate relationship with him and also in relationship with one another. That's God's heart. It always has been. To exist, as N.T. Wright puts it, to be fully human, to be fully alive, all that we were meant to be, people who live lives well, loving God and loving others. And all of us, we see this in the world, don't we, today? All of us have been created with an innate need to belong. We all have that experience, don't we? For, for some people, you know, they, they, they look for belonging in the sense of accomplishments or in their bank balance or in the circles that they interact with or even increasingly in our day and age, we're seeing it in the way people identify with a certain subgroup or sexuality or gender in order to have a sense of belonging and togetherness with others. But we've all been created by God to ultimately find that in nowhere else but in with him. That's what we've been designed, to find it in him and in turn in relationship with other people who found that very identity and purpose and belonging in him as well. We're all called to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, to be members of his own family. And... In our world, we talked about in our men's breakfast a month or so ago, we're living in a world where increasingly people are lonely, incredibly lonely. And we're not just talking about, we all feel lonely from time to time, don't we? But we're talking about chronic loneliness, ongoing feelings of loneliness, like I'm not well connected, I don't have friends, what on earth am I doing here in this life? What is this all about? That's the reality for a lot of people at the moment. But the thing is, God's desire is that none of us would experience that on an ongoing basis. Why? Because he's designed the very, the very thing that is designed to draw us into community and experience meaningful connection with him and with other human beings created in his image. That's what he's done. And isn't that a beautiful thing? Isn't that a remarkable thing? Even if we are here today and we're not a part of a big family in a natural sense. You know, maybe some of us, we don't have, we don't have a large number of relatives or maybe even if we do, that we're not very well connected to them for whatever reason. And in the natural sense, we, we're like, oh man, it's just me. It's just me here. Or it's just me and Uncle Bob who I don't even see at Christmas because that just gets weird whenever I see him. You know? But... The reality is, even if we don't have brothers and sisters or other relatives, the Bible says that if we've loved and trusted in Jesus, we've been adopted, brought in to his own family. And because we do, we have, we're a part of the biggest family in existence, the biggest family in all the world. As Paul writes when he praises God for this gift in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 to 14, he says, "'Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ,' who has blessed us in Christ with some, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. And that sons is inclusive. And it's referring to sons in ancient days, they were the ones who were able to inherit anything, weren't they? Unfortunately, women were seen as second-class citizens 
no better than a slave, all that kind of thing. But Paul's saying he chose us, all of us, as sons. In other words, we're all benefits of the fullness of the spiritual blessings through faith in Jesus Christ. My inheritance is the same as your inheritance. All of our inheritance is the same through Jesus. Praise God. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Those are some pretty incredible spiritual blessings through faith in Jesus Christ, aren't they? Every single one of us, women, children, men, all of us are heirs. All of us have obtained a remarkable inheritance through no work of our own. And that's what an inheritance is in a natural sense, isn't it? Do you do anything as a kid to one day perhaps receive an inheritance from your parents or others who've gone before you? No. <laughs> you, only, you only get it because of family ties, relationship ties. Well, just like with Jesus, none of us have done anything to earn it, but he, out of his generous father heart for us, has bestowed on us blessing after blessing after abundant blessing. It's no wonder Paul... It's no wonder Apostle Paul gets a bit carried away here with his language. I mean, he's so effusive, isn't he? He's, he's um, gushing in his praise. Blessed be, you know, he's, he's going on and on and on. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, indeed. And here's the thing. All of us, we've been blessed with many, many sisters and brothers in the faith from all over the world, all over the globe, from the, every, the corners of the earth. Not that there are corners, but you know what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not a flat earth kind of guy. <laughs> from, the, from the far east to the far west, all over the world, we have lots and lots of sisters and brothers. And here's the thing too. You have a family here. You have a family here. You have sisters and brothers in Christ from Liberty Family Church watching online too. We are all family. As the line in that song goes that we heard just before, we're God's family, loving and honouring. We're not perfect, but you'll see that we are family. And who knows that this to be true? We're, we're far from perfect, aren't we? We are far from perfect. Sometimes, just like in our own families, we don't always get it right, do we? In terms of how we interact with other people. We can hurt each other. We can be incredibly inconsiderate. We don't always love and honour people 
in the way of Jesus as we're called to do. And, I don't know, experiencing this, being on the other side of that, can be really hard too, can't it? In a family. Many of us, I know from chatting with enough people over the years, that families are a melting pot for hurt, disappointment and ongoing trauma. That's just the reality of it, you know? And even that in a natural sense, but then also in a church sense is true as well. I've spoken with many people over the years who have deep issues with this thing called church because of unresolved hurts and unresolved offences, often resulting from what started as a very innocuous little misunderstanding or whatever with another sister or brother in a faith community. I'm sure we've all been there before. Perhaps some of us are there right now today. It's hard. It is hard. It is hard interacting with other sinful, fallen human beings. Let's own that. That's who we are as well. Sinful, fallen human beings. But here's the thing we need to remember. God's family is actually God's ideal expression of Christian community. God's family is God's ideal expression of Christian community. And just because we get hurt or disappointed doesn't mean we should disengage. Yeah? God's family is God's ideal expression of Christian community. And just because we get disappointed or hurt or frustrated doesn't mean we should disengage from community. And I mean, it's often the way, isn't it? We're in our, I don't know what, I can't remember what they called it. It was like rage society or enraged society. I don't know. In our, in our world today, we're so good at throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Oh, that's, he's no good because he looked sideways at me. <laughs> or, you know, that, that um, you know, we'll cancel that guy because he said back in 1965 this one-liner in a sermon. And then we just throw the baby out with the bathwater, don't we? We're so good at that. But here's the thing. In a very real sense, it's only through being active members in God's ideal church community that we're afforded the opportunities we actually need to grow. Whether we're afforded the opportunities we need to be shaped into Jesus' image and to actually put our faith in action. Romans 12, 9 to 18. This is a passage that both encourages and challenges me deeply. In my Bible, this passage is titled Marks of the True Christian. And always when you see that, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. The Apostle Paul writes from verse 9, he says, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honour. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. 
Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honourable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Whoo! Now that is a challenge right there, isn't it? That's a big challenge. It's a, it's a massive challenge. It's a lifelong challenge, not to be done in our own strength, but to be engaged in, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And in many ways, friends, it's in the testing of our faith. It's in dealing with the trials of many kinds that crop up in life, including the challenges of learning to interact with and honour and love people who are united in Christ but are still very different from us. Maybe even those who've hurt or offended us from time to time. Fellow members of God's family, that we actually show our faith to be genuine and grow in Christ's likeness. As James says in Encouraging Believers in James 1, 2-4, he says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. We're not perfect. We will let each other down. We will hurt one another from time to time. But God has so organized each of us to be welcomed in to his spiritual family for our individual and our collective good. That's the reality. For our sanctification, so we can progressively become more and more like Jesus, and also for the sanctification of all your sisters and brothers in this community, so they can become more like Jesus too. So that, as James says in James 1.4, will grow as steadfastness has its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. You know, we saw before, <clears throat> we're called by God to, to forgive one another, to as much as we can live at peace with one another. We're called to bear with one another in love. Who remembers that, blue team? We're called to care for other people who are hurting. We're called to rejoice with people who are rejoicing, to live in harmony with one another. And as the second verse of the song we listened to before said, says, God loves me and God loves you. In his family, there is room for our sisters, for our brothers, we are family. Let's forgive and get along because together we are strong. We are brothers, we are sisters, we are family. So, so true. And here's the, the blessed thing. Not only do we have brothers and sisters to encourage and, and shape us through through misunderstandings and, and blessings and all the things in between, but each of us actually have an important role to play in God's family. Everyone does, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, from the very most mature member of our community to the very youngest, every single one of us have a role to play. There's room and we have a role to play in God's family. 
And in the verses just prior to Romans 12, 9 to 18, the Apostle Paul writes this appeal. And, and he's appealing, he's urging Christians to actually play their unique role in God's family. This is what he's saying, reading from Romans 12, 1 to 8. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, in proportion to our faith. If service, in our serving. The one who teaches, in his teaching. The one who exhorts, in his exhortation. The one who contributes, in generosity. The one who leads, with zeal. The one who does acts of mercy, with cheerfulness. And isn't that a beautiful image? I love that image. Paul, and Paul uses this, this image, kind of paints the picture for us to, to highlight how if all of us embrace our unique God-given role in a faith community, how God's body will beautifully function. How God's design will actually flourish and grow and take ground for the kingdom in beautiful ways. We all have different gifts. And Paul says, that's great that you got different gifts. Whatever your gift is, just use it. Just use it. Whatever way we're gifted, whatever it is, however we've been gifted, Paul urges us to play our part. God's family, Liberty Family Church, needs you. Needs you and your unique wiring, your unique giftings. Our church will never flourish, just like God's global church will never fully be the beautiful reflection of Christ that it is designed to be without each of us joyfully playing our roles within it. So hear this today. I really want us all to hear this today and to, to, to understand this, but also to know it in your heart of heart. There is room in God's family for you. There is room in God's family for you. There's room for you here in this local gathering of believers at Liberty Family Church. There's room and you've got a unique role that only you can play in making Liberty Family Church an accurate representation of Christ to our local community. That if we don't have your contribution, it won't be what it could be if it did. So as we close now, I want to encourage all of us to, to just consider for just a moment, will we or will I, let's personalise it, will I give myself wholeheartedly to my family here at Liberty Family Church? Will I, will I invest in my sisters? Will I invest in my brothers? Will I honour 
and bless them, work through differences, overlook offences? Will I shower my family members with the same love that I've been showered with through faith in Jesus Christ? Despite my sin and my offensive ways to him. Will I keep going with what we did on camp? Have fun with my family and be an encourager, build others up in their faith as I commit myself afresh to being a member of God's family. And look, if you're here or or listening and you haven't committed yet to being a member of God's family, well, do it today. Choose to follow Jesus today. Place your faith in Jesus Christ. Trust in him. Believe that he died and rose again and has wiped the slate clean. He's paid the price for sin so that you can be close to God again. If you do that, that is the first step to a life well lived. Make that choice. I encourage you. And he's ready and waiting. You know, if we look at the cross and think of Jesus hanging with his arms wide open, that's God's, that's the Father's posture towards everyone, constantly waiting for new people to be welcomed in and adopted into his family. That's his heart. So reach out and place your faith in him today. Friends, here's the thing. If we love Jesus, even though we are all completely different, so different in so many different ways, we are all members of God's family. Together, we are family, and it's together as God's family that we all function best. As Dr. Michael Yusuf, a pastor from the US, says, he says, a believer functions best when connected to other believers. Every believer needs to be connected to and actively involved in a local church. It is by being built into the church that you become effective in doing God's work. Use the gifts and abilities that God has given you and bring him glory. Amen? Amen. What we're going to do now as we wrap up the message is we're just going to get together in small groups and pray for one another. Pray for one another that, that we would embrace our roles as members in God's family and that God would guide us in how he's calling us to use our gifts in our local expression of God's family at Liberty Family Church here.